Welcome to the Grow My Salon Business podcast, where we focus on the business side of hairdressing. I'm your host, Anthony Whitaker, and I'll be talking to thought leaders in the hairdressing industry, discussing insightful, provocative, and inspiring ideas that matter. So get ready to learn, get ready to be challenged, get ready to be inspired, and most importantly, get ready to grow your salon business. In today's episode, I'll be talking with Clive Allwright, an Australian salon owner who is also frontman and founder of a startup website that addresses two challenges the industry has everywhere. The first being affordable and customised salon education, and the second being finding staff, specifically assistants. Clive and his team have come up with a technology-based solution that embraces the gig economy. It's a great example of an expression I once heard You won't solve today's challenges with yesterday's thinking. We need new thinking for new age challenges and new solutions. And that's what Clive Allwright and his team have done. So welcome to the show, Clive. Thank you very much, Anthony. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, Clive, as I said in the intro, you've got this fantastic uh, website called uh, Pillaroo.com. If you met me in the elevator and I said to you, so, Clive, what is this Pillaroo.com? And you had 30 seconds to pitch it. What, what would you say? That is a great question. I have built, or we have built, this digital online platform, i.e. a website, um, which is based around, I'm sure you've heard of, of sites like Expedia and uh, Airbnb, and the travel sites that you, that you can use and book hotels and that kind of thing. What we've done is we've built a bespoke platform that's just purely for hairdressing it's, it centers around education which is one side and the other side is assistance and and it basically is it works in the same way as booking a booking a hotel or a, or a place on airbnb you can scroll through different people's skills and instead of looking at hotels you're looking at hairdressers educators primarily and their skill sets and you may be looking for a barber or you may be looking for someone that does hair painting or precision cutting and you can that has filters just like the, the travel sites and you can look for educators to fill your needs that you need within your business. And it's developed, it's come along a bit further than that now. We can also do the same thing for assistants. You can search for assistants uh, on demand. They're not apprentices. They're assistants that come in to your business in times of need, um, just like when you need an Uber to get to get home. You can jump online and uh, you can find someone that's going to come into your salon tomorrow and sweep the floor, wash the color bowls and serve the coffee and wash the hair. And that's what the site is all about. You know, we, we really felt that, you know, as, edu- as an educator and as a salon owner, you know, when we travel, we book our flights online, we land at the airport, we, we use an Uber and then uh, or the places that we stay are booked in Airbnb and we even deliver our food uh, to our to uh, wherever we're staying. And so we thought, why can't we build something like that to make it easier for education to be accessible and to help businesses run more profitable uh, within Bespoke for the hairdressing industry? And that's basically it. Okay. That's so it in a nutshell. I'm familiar with, uh, with, with Pillaroo, but I just want to, you know, uh, make sure that I capture the, um, you know, the, the relevant distinctions there for our audience who haven't heard of it before. Sure. Um, so, it's essentially a booking platform, and Correct. it is it serves a two a twofold purpose. First of all, it's for booking educators, and um, I'm not sure if you just said this in your intro, but I know that eventually it then morphed into 
booking assistance as well. So, so that's what it is. It's a booking platform where you can book, uh, educators or you can book assistance for the salon. So it's sort of, it started off as one thing, but it's now morphed very clearly into two different, um, you know, functions. Is, is that, is that about the size of it? That's exactly right. So basically it started off. Um, from my own experience as being an educator, uh, how do I get to a wider audience and how do I make myself more accessible? A lot of people would contact me privately and ask me the same questions, whether they were a big salon or a small salon, what could I do? What was my skill set? How could I, what could I bring to, to the, to the table when it comes to education? And I thought there must be a way to simplify this is where if you're looking for someone that's just say specifically, you're looking for someone to teach barbering. Shouldn't you go onto a site? Or wouldn't it be great to go onto a site where you could filter? These are the barbers. These live in my area. These are what you can do. And we can book them to come in on demand into the salon. Once we built that, and that was going really, really well, that's been really successful, what we realized was we built a platform where we deliver people to salons. Um, and we were delivering educators uh, all around Australia. And salons then came to us and was like, okay, your education's great, but what I really need is I need someone to come and help me out on a Saturday. Is there someone that you can send to us? And we've developed an assistant training program and typed into a, a very niche market. We've sent in some excellent skilled people, just like Uber, that you okay. just book them on demand into the salon and uh, they come and help you out when you when you really need them. Okay, so let's let's not talk about the assistant thing first of all. Let's explore sure. a little bit the the educator side of things, and then we'll go back to booking an assistant. Is it an app or is it a website? It's just a website at this stage. Right, okay. uh, It will eventually become an app as well. Uh, We're actually developing the app along with the website, but right now it's just the website. Okay, so um, the the website, from an education point of view, if I'm an educator, how do I use the website? And if I'm a salon owner, how do I use the website? Great. So if you're an educator, what you can do, you basically jump on the site and you register and make a profile. And in your profile, you'll explain uh, exactly what your skill set is. You'll also have an opportunity to show your portfolio of your work and most importantly, your rates. So um, we have uh, a half day rate, we have a full day rate and we have an an evening rate. Um, And so Salons can browse. They can go onto the site. And, and what we do in our salon is, is when we do a training night once a month, I'll say to my staff, I'll say, right, what do you want to focus on this month? And they'll say, we want someone to come in and do hair painting. And I'll go, right, jump on the site, find someone that you, that you really like that specializes in hair painting, and let's book them for either a day or an evening or, or both if we need to. And most salons or salon owners wouldn't even know how to get hold of, a, of, of an educator. It's usually done through their product company. Yeah. And you can only get access to, your, to the educator that your product company supplies. And so if you're not with that product, then it kind of hinders you in who you can actually get to come in. And it's where what we've done is done exactly the same as what you would get on Expedia or Airbnb, but instead of houses, it's people. And... Um, and you just book them as and when you need them. And, and so many people would contact me and we'd talk about what I can do. I'd talk about how the day would go. I'd talk about what they would need in regards to mannequins or models. And, and then most of all, when we tend to have that conversation about price and how much I charge. And then what happened is I would do the job. I would then have to invoice. 
and then I'd have to wait for the money to come through. And the whole process took forever. And I thought, surely we can do this exactly like they do with other businesses, as I've already previously mentioned. And so what happens is the salon will find the educator that they like or that they're looking for. They will click and book and they will pay up front, which goes through PayPal. Once you've made the booking, you can then freely communicate with the, with the educator and you have an open line of dialogue. Um, then the educator turns up, does the job, and you rate and review each other. The educator will review the, the salon and the salon will, will review and rate and review the educator, just like you get on Uber. The minute that that's done, and the following day, the money leaves our PayPal account and it goes straight to the educator. So there's no invoicing that's needed to be done. The salon, the, the educator doesn't have to chase up money or sit there for a day invoicing for the jobs that they've done. It's all automated and it's really seamless. It's, it just makes our life so much easier. That's fantastic. So, so anyone as an educator can uh, put their profile on there. Correct. Right. So there's, so, so there's no one who vets the educators and there's no affiliation with the educators. It's not, it's not ran through any particular manufacturer or anything. It's just uh, any hairdresser who thinks they've got a skill to offer can upload their own profile, say what their, what their skills are. And uh, am I right in saying that they set their own fees? Correct. They set their own fees. And so it, it, there's a sort of two pronged approach to this as well. So, most of our educators that use the site, when someone contacts them privately, whether it be through their Instagram profile or whatever, most of our educators tell us. They say, someone contacted me on Instagram and asked me if I can come and do a session. The first thing I told them to do was check out my Pillaroo profile and book me through Pillaroo. That way I know my money's safe and I know that I'm going to get paid as soon as the job's done. It's clear and precise on what is actually required on the day. It tells you what kind of equipment you need to bring, um, shows a portfolio of my work, and and they usually uh, they use it as a tool as a regular booking platform. So, yeah, it's it's really seamless. In the answer to your question, no one vets the educators, but the educators get rated and reviewed by the by the people they're doing the job for the salons, and then the educators rate the salon. Uh, as in, actually, when I got there. Everything was set up well. They treated me well. The models were good, all that kind of stuff. And, and we do this rating and review on both sides. To, and, and as a salon owner, you can search through all the different profiles and you can see all the rating and reviews. And we do a five-star rating as well. So oh, okay. obviously, if we have an issue where someone gets booked for a job and the review is not good, then we need to pull the educator aside and say, maybe it's as, this is when we maybe need to do a little bit more work or this may not be for you. Yeah. And that hasn't happened. Right. Okay. What about all the, you know, the boring stuff, um, insurance, uh, who pays tax, things like that? How do you cover off on all that? That's great. So everyone that's on our site, I mean, I'm, we're based here in Australia and I'm sure, you know, your listeners around, we, we have a thing called an ABM, which is an Australian business number. To be uh, as a contractor, you must have that number. I think it's called a tax file number in the UK, et cetera. So they're basically like their own business and they set their own rates. Um, one of the things that's included in our fee is that we ensure the educator when they go into the salon in case if anything happens, then if it's personal injury or if they cut someone's ear or whatever it may be, they're covered under our insurance. Um, as an educator in Australia, they must take out their own public um, indemnity as well, their own private insurance. But 
all the tax obligations are down to the educator, just the same as it would be as if you were doing a private gig for a salon anyway. If you charged a salon, um, you would have to, you know, declare the money and, and pay the tax. So yeah. um, what we do is we just offer a platform where we connect almost a business with a business. It's a B2B platform. That's basically what it is. Yeah. And, and you make your money by taking a, a piece out of the middle, basically. That's right. We take a 15% uh, booking fee. And in that 15%, we cover your insurance while you're in there. Right. Okay. That is, that is fantastic. So, so that is the, the education uh, side of what Pillaroo is. Um, just so, so we can clarify this, because the name sounds very Australian uh, with the word, yeah. word Roo on the end of it, which Australians <laughs> have got a habit of doing. But I know that it's not really come, it's not really affiliated with that at all. Uh, do you just want to just give me a little bit of background? F- first of all, tell us how you spell the word Pillaroo and, uh, and explain where it did come from, because I think that's a very interesting story as well. So Pillaroo is spelled P-I-L-O-R-O-O. Um, and it, we, we tried, we, we tried different names and, you know, we had very many different working names when we were going through this process. And the, the working name that we had at the beginning was hair B&B, uh, hair tasker. We came up with all different stuff and, uh, they were all very expensive names to buy and being a startup, you know, cash flow is, is not in abundance. And so funny enough, our chairman and one of the p- instrumental people behind Pillaroo is actually French. And, we started searching for a name, and he discovered that pilorum is is actually the Latin word for the erectile pili muscle, which is actually the muscle that makes your hair stand up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then with all startups, I'm sure it makes your hair stand up. And ironically, at that time it was when I'm I'm thinking England, you have Deliveroo. Do you have Deliveroo yes, for the, do, the yeah. people that deliver yeah. the food? Yeah. Um, so it's like, like Uber Eats. Yeah, Uber Eats. That's right. And we looked out the window and there was all these guys waiting on their bikes out, out on Elizabeth Street and with the delivery coats and the things. And, and I was like, we just deliver people to salons. And so it was like pillow, the pillorum, pillor, and then we just put the roux on the end. So it basically it refers to the erectile pillow muscle, which makes your hair stand up, but <laughs> we're delivering it to your salon in a convoluted way. But that's how, where the name comes from. No, it's from. great. It's a, it's a great name, very catchy name. Okay. So um, – from the salon owner's point of view, um, just talk about Pillaroo as an education website. Just talk about all the advantages for the salon owner. You you've have sort of, you know, weave that in and out as we were talking about it from an educator's point of view. But just a sort of a, yeah. a bit of a recap as to how it works from a salon owner's point of view. Great. So I'm going to re- reflect back on something that happened to us Uh about a year ago, when we first started building the site, uh, we interviewed a new staff member who, like a lot of hairdressers, had not had any experience with really cutting men's hair. And she sat in the interview and she said, look, there's this global trend of men getting fades. And she said, I've, I've only learned scissor over comb. And she was actually from the UK. And she said, it scares the life out of me. I have no idea how to use a pair of clippers. And um. You know, I'm just going to be upfront that if anyone comes in with a fade, I can't do it. And in the interview, we passed over our phone and we pulled up Pillaroo and we said, right, scroll through the barbers that are in Sydney and find someone that you think you would like to learn from. And she looked through and ironically, she picked a, a young guy uh, who's on our site called Jake Patan. I said, just should check out his profile. It's awesome. 
And uh, we just booked him there and then in the interview. We said, right, next Monday, we are going to do a half-day uh, look and learn and then a half-day workshop with him. And he's going to come in and show you. And, and not only does he teach you how to fade, he shows all the, the, the clippers and all the different tools that he uses. And it was amazing. We didn't even have to pick up the phone. We, we literally booked him online. He, got, he received the booking. He accepted. And we solved the problem straight away. And it was, I think it was around about October time. And we actually got Jake back in to do uh, a session for the rest of the staff the following week. And, and as, as the approach to Christmas, uh, everyone was so competent in doing something new. And there was a new level of excitement. And that can be on anything. That We just, barbering is the example that I've used, but that yeah. could be in hair painting or whatever. But that's how easy it is to use. I didn't sure. have to pull out an education brochure or or literally go and look around for, you know, search Instagram. It was literally, I used the filters and I said, I need a barber on this day at this location who's available. And yeah. then there was a list of barbers that came up. And so, yeah, it was awesome. Fantastic. Okay. All right. Now, um, as is so often the case with good ideas is you start off with one thing in mind and, uh, you know, market forces, whatever you want to call it, uh, present other opportunities. And I, I know that that is where uh, Pillaru started in this education um, area, but I know that it's now morphed into this other area, which you touched on in your intro about finding assistance. So tell us all about that. How does, how does that work? How did that come about and what does that look like? It's so funny, actually. When we started this process, obviously, we had to, we the team that helped us put this together, which I, ironically, they all come from the travel world, from Expedia and, and those places. They're smart people. They actually told, they explained to Kelly and I, when you start do a startup, quite often it ends up starting as something that goes somewhere else. And we were like, nope, nope, this is exactly what it's going to be. And ironically, as I talked to you today, it has become something else. And I think I touched on it earlier on, and that is that... Once people got used to dealing with a, in a hairdressing digital platform, they would then contact us and say, is there, any, is there anyone that you can help or do you have anyone that would come, be interested in coming and helping out as an assistant? And we started to delve into it a little bit and we thought, well, what's the difference between changing a profile from an educator um, to an assistant? So we have a drop-down box on our platform. So you can either search for an educator or if you click it underneath, you can search for an assistant. And we started um, looking for ideal candidates that would look at doing hairdressing um, on like the Uber model. So many people want to want want to work, but they don't want to necessarily work full time. And I think we can all be honest here that we we're facing a global challenge in our industry, not just in Australia, but I know in the UK and in, in, in the US, we're really struggling to find young people to take hairdressing as a career seriously. And um, they see it as being long hours and unfortunately not a lot of money. And what we've done is we've created, by using Pillaru, is we've now got this army of assistants which started off wanting to just put food on the table. Um, they, we train them to become an extra pair of hands in the salon. So we teach them to shampoo, take off a color, sweep, um, you know, wash up the color bowls. And salons just book them on demand, just like you would book a, an an educator. So most of our salons book the assistants on the busy days, like Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or on the late nights, and and it's all done online. So you don't hire these people as um, you know they're not on your payroll. They are that's part of the gig economy, just like our, um, our educators are. All the assistants have their own ABN, and um, 
and they will literally connect a business with a business. And um, it's become so successful. That's what we're really focusing now on in Australia because we really are making a difference. And when we set out on this project, what you know, we had a little motto saying we really wanted to raise the bar. We wanted to raise the bar of education. We wanted to raise the bar of of what we do every day. And salons like mine, um, they don't run profitably and productively if I've got to do all the things that an assistant does. If I've got to shampoo my client, if I've got to wash the color bowls, serve the coffee, then I'm not doing what I'm paid to do. And so by supplying this army of people that go into salons and booked on demand as and when you need them, we're getting such a success right now. And salons now in Sydney, now they've got their head around it. They're like, this is such a genius idea. It is. And so, yeah. um, You you were telling me a story uh, before we got on air about um, a a young Brazilian boy who came to work for you. Tell us that story because I thought it was so pertinent to this. so what the how this all started once the education platform was up and running we i mean we my business partner kelly and i we run a small business a small salon as well and we face the challenges just like everyone else and we stuck a sign in the window and it just said we need an extra pair of hands in times when we're busy please inquire within and one day i'm cutting hair in the salon and this little young lad which we call alfie um he knocked on the front door and i said come on in and then he knocked again and I was like, and I waved at him to come in into the salon and he knocked again. And so I opened the front door and he said, excuse me, sir, I saw your sign in the window and I've just arrived this morning from Mexico. I'm here for three months doing my PhD in English and I need to get a job. I need to, do, and I would do anything, teach me and, and I'll do whatever you need to do. And ironically, I found out weeks later that the reason why he didn't walk through the front door was because in Mexico, all the doors are locked and you just don't walk into a, to a shop. And he'd never been out of Mexico until that morning when he right. arrived in okay. Sydney. Yeah. And, um, but basically what happened is we taught little Alfie to shampoo and become uh, a part of the salon and he, all the clients loved him and he worked for us for the three months. And it was a sad day when unfortunately he had to go back. But Kelly and I were like, there must be thousands of these people that are here as students across Sydney. Because Sydney's, as you know, it's a big international city. And where our salon's located, there's lots of backpackers and lots of students and lots of universities. And these people are either working in hospitality or they're cleaning offices at nighttime or doing all these other different jobs. And most of the time, we offer an amazing place to work. You know, we call people with great music and, and they're fun places to be salons. And... You know, it's not for everyone, but it certainly was for Alfie. And, he, and Alfie ended up going back to Mexico and he um, got a job in a salon. He's still studying and he's now become a little bit of a superstar. And right. so okay. we just tapped into that market of, of students that are in Australia that if you've got a visa, if you've got a passport and you've come here to study English and most of that workforce on Pillaru are Brazilian and Nepalese and Indian, um, you, you, you get stuff done. You know, yeah. you, you, you've you got some nous, what we call nous about you. And um, these guys are just amazing because they're here. They're here to study English. Legally, they can work 20 hours a week. 
They've all got their own ABN because most of them were doing cleaning jobs or hospitality before, and they just want to work in salons. Yeah, let me just jump in there just to clarify that again with the ABN thing. Um, oh, sorry. No, you did you did say it earlier on what an ABN was, but I'm just going to repeat it for our, our UK and American audience. Uh, an ABN is an Australian thing, stands for Australian Business yeah, Australian Number. Business number. Australian, yeah. Right. So in the yeah. UK, that would be something they call a tax file number, and in the US, I'm imagining that would be their Social, social Security. Number. So, Correct. in other words, it's just to, to make sure that you know you, you are a business unit of one, and um, that this is legal, and you know that, that you're a you're a legal entity, and you're going to pay your own tax, etc., etc. Yep. So that, that's all the ABN thing is. Um, I think yep. I I said he was Brazilian, so he's actually Mexican. Uh, but Mexican. but yeah, good st- good story. Um, so just so I can be clear on that, they're not hairdressers. They're people that are looking for part-time work, uh, yep. and you train them in the – you train them, am I correct in saying that, in the yep. fundamental yep. skills that are needed before you send them out there as bona fide correct. assistants? Correct, yeah. We've actually developed our own training program, and it's the alternative to in, – in this country, we, in, you know, if you want to work in hospitality, you must have a license to be able to work in an, an a premises that serves alcohol. And that that's a two day course to do. Um, and so the alternative to doing that is that you can come and do our course for the same price. And we teach you how to shampoo, how to take off a color, how to greet people, um, how to wash a color bowl and a brush, how to sweep a station. And we and these kids are fast learners. As I mentioned before, they, these people, are, they're used to getting stuff done. Most of them have come to this country and they've got a degree in something. They're either physiotherapists or whatever, and they just are literally looking to, to survive while they're here, while they're studying. And they're legally allowed to work 20 hours a week, but they must do our course first, which is what we've called it the ATP, which is the Assistant Training Program. Right, okay. We've linked up with some, with some great people like uh, Tony and Guy in Australia. We use their academy to do the training. So it's a, an exciting place to be. Um, we've recently now formed a, an alliance with L'Oreal. So we're going to hopefully scale this throughout the country around Australia and use their training centers um, with, with L'Oreal um, to train these kids in. And we've had a, a training program written collectively with, with a bunch of us and uh, we've put everything together. It's a PowerPoint, it's a teacher's guide, and they do the two days with us and we give them their basic baptism of, of what it's like to, to do to be an assistant. And then the third part of their training is they get to go to a real-life salon, what we call like an on-the-job training day, which we call a mentoring day. Yeah. And that's part of their training. So in, they don't actually get paid for that third day, but on the, the on-the-job training, we cover them on insurance. So the salon only pays a minimal fee of like $2 or something for the insurance for the day. And in that day, what they have, they have to demonstrate that they are competent in shampooing, they, they show initiative, they sweep the floor. And, and what happens is the salon then rates and reviews, just like the educator, that assistant. And they give them their first rating and review. And that's how then salon, salon owners find and locate the assistants that are located close to them that they can book as and when they need them. Yeah, okay. Um, so... Uh, you, you've a couple of times you sort of said that these kids, and I know they're not all kids, meaning you know that they're not. You know, I know you Sorry. don't. Mean, I don't know. I know you don't mean that negatively. But um, yeah. what, what sort of age range, you know, do these uh, assistants, you know, cover? Um, be, because I can see there could be, you know, opportunities for a diverse 
you know, age range of people to take advantage of this program? Absolutely. So most of the, I, sh- I shouldn't refer to them as kids, you're right, but they, they, um, we feel like they're our family. So, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and they, uh, they're, they're in their early 20s. Um, most of them, as I mentioned before, they've, they've been educated in their home country. Most of them, as I say, have come here with a degree or yeah. they're working on one. So they're in their, their sort of early 20s, 22 to 24. But we've also opened this up to working mums as well, and, you know, single mums or whatever it is that they've got to have, they've had kids and, you know, they're free a couple of days a week and they want to earn a little bit of uh, cash. And uh, we, they go through the training program and they say, well, my husband can take the kids on Saturday. That's me back in the workforce for the day. I go and work in the cell, and they love it. And Perfect. it's um, and ironically, we have I've just come out of a meeting today, and we're now going to take this program into the schools, um, and we're going to start uh, presenting this to the high school students, um, and just show them how amazing hairdressing can be, uh, and to talk about some of the, you know, the benefits of of being involved in hairdressing and as i mentioned before this is like a bridging gap it's like a toe in the water yeah so you know you're not committing to an apprenticeship you're just going to go and try before you buy you know so so this could be you know a 16 17 year old still at secondary school who is going to work in a salon on a on a saturday or during the school holidays or whatever during which coincide with busy periods in salons Okay, yeah, that's late fantastic. Um, what, what about, uh, yeah, late nights, uh, what, what about the uh, receptionist angle? Has that sort of reared its head? I mean, do you, you know, if I've got a salon and my receptionist calls up today and she says, I've got food poisoning, I can't come in, you know, I wish they'd come up with something yeah. more original than food poisoning all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, um, is, is there... Is, is there a way that you fill that gap? I mean, can you jump on Pillaroo and see is there someone who's, you know, a receptionist who's got these skills that, you know, trained in this point of sale system, you know, that can be can be there within an hour or so? Or, or am I stretching it too far here? The receptionist thing is not that popular um, purely because, I mean, in Australia, unfortunately, there isn't. And an abundance of salons that still use receptionists. You know, right. salons have got smaller. Um, however, saying that, we do have an amount of of our assistants, which actually are qualified hairdressers, yeah. which are on our site, and for various different reasons. As I mentioned before, they might have had a baby, or yeah. we've got we've got a couple of superstars which have actually unfortunately decided to leave hairdressing and go to uni. Yeah, and while they're funding their way through, they're like, you know what? I can take off a color, I can do a toner, and I can answer the phone, and I can use your booking system. Yeah, and we can we know who they are on the site, and if someone does need someone that can do all those things, we we can let the salon know to book that particular person because they have all the skill set. Now the other thing that with that, the better the skill set, the higher the rate. So um you pay a little bit more for someone that can do all those things or do a blow dry if it walks in um as i mentioned do a do a toner at the basin or, or follow instructions to mix a color okay so uh, again that those assistants when they upload their own profile saying what their skills are so if they were skilled in operating you know certain point of sale systems or whatever they can list that on their profile and, absolutely and, and if they've got experience let, let's imagine that it was someone who you know, was a hairdresser, but they've been out of the industry for 10 years. Uh, they, they don't particularly want to do clients, but yes, I can put a toner on. Yes, I can take a tint off or whatever. Uh, they can list all that sort of stuff on their profile. And then they also can set their own 
hourly uh, is it an hourly rate or a day a day rate it's a, it's a, it's broken up into a day rate or a half day or a 3 hour evening right so they they set that based on what they feel is um you know what they want to get relative what to their skill get. level wow absolutely okay yeah and so i mean we've got some of the, that they put on there that you know the you know the different booking systems that they're familiar with the different product companies that they've worked with you know their level of competency and what they can do or what they're prepared to do you know most of them say most of these guys that are actually qualified hairdressers are like look i have no desire to go and color or cut hair in someone else's salon but i'm a damn good assistant and i can shampoo and i can you know and i'm i'm i can watch the clock and know when things are happening and and then they're worth their weight in gold. Yeah, exactly. Know. Well, I, I know someone who we both know who is, or I don't know if, they, if he still is, but he was working through Pillaroo as an assistant. And, and this guy, you know, he's been in the industry 45, 50 odd years. And yep. uh, I think you, you know who I'm talking about. And, uh, and yeah. he's, a, he's a legendary assistant. I mean, what he, does, what he doesn't know about being an assistant isn't worth knowing. Okay. Well, listen, we need to wrap up, Clive, but just, just a couple of points to wrap up on. What are the plans to expand this internationally? I mean, I know you're, um, you live in Australia, your salon's in Australia, your family's in Australia, but I know you're from the UK. I know you spend a fair bit of time over here every year. I also know that yep. you've worked extensively in the US. Um, in, a, in a former life, so to speak. Um, are, are there any plans to expand this internationally? Is it, a, is it a franchisable business model? Absolutely. And as I mentioned, we are a startup. Um, and baptism in, into the startup world has definitely been one that's been a journey. And, you know, like all startups, it costs money to, to grow these platforms. But we're growing this organically in Australia first. We really want to get this model right here. And then, obviously, we would love to expand this into different international markets. But where we also see Pillaroo going as a, which is a very, I'm jumping ahead of the game here, and my business partners will shoot me for this, but we really see um, Pillaroo developing into an event booking site as well. So what you could do as an educator, you can host your event on to Pillaroo platform. And you, you are, I'm, I'm, do you have Eventbrite in England? Yes, yeah, yes, we do. Yeah, we, yeah. we do. Yeah, both of those things. So and, yeah. We're looking at expanding Pillaroo into like an Eventbrite or Ticketek where an educator can host their their event. You could be down in Melbourne next weekend and say, look, I'm doing a show on the Monday. I'd like to do a, an event on the Tuesday morning and I'll sell the tickets to it. So that's one thing that we're looking at doing in the next you know 12 months or so which is very premature right now but that's kind of our what we're super excited about but as we get this model right and we're learning so much along the way we're learning a lot about the people that are best suited to to working as assistants we're learning about the educators and how they get the most work out of utilizing our site um and it's we've really got to get that message out across to it's been a year and we like all businesses we came up with there's nothing like this in the world and it's his first to market and a lot of hairdressers were like well what about this and what about that and how how does that work now they're all saying okay we get it and it's so clever and as a result of which we're now finding people that want to come and work in our business so to wrap it up yes we do want to expand we do want to um, go into international mode i see this as being a global issue for for our industry not just something that's isolated to australia and we're super excited about the potential of doing that and uh Obviously, that's going to take money. And so if anyone, if any of your listeners that are interested in what they've had to listen to someday, I'd certainly like to hear from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and so um, 
I think this is just such a great example of of solving, you know, what has been a problem, what is a big problem all over the world um, in the industry. Um, you know, the hairdressing industry doesn't attract the volume of people that it used to. And uh, for a whole number of reasons, um, you know, cost of employing people, et cetera, you know, in different countries, again, it's gone through the roof. So I think this is a fantastic example of solving, you know, existing problems with with current technology. You know, you can't solve, you know, our, our problems with old ways of thinking. You've got, to, you've got to solve them. You've got to address them with new ways of thinking. And I think that Pillaru and what you and your team have put together is a brilliant example of that. So uh, all the best with it. Thank you um, very much. Where can people get in touch with you? What are your social media, um, email, website? What, what, what details sure. do people need if they want to reach out to you or even just have a good old nose about and have a look at Pillaru and how it works? How yeah. do they do that? First thing I'd suggest you do is jump onto our website, which is pillaroo.com, and I'll spell that out again. It's P-I-L-O-R-O-O.com. And just have a search. Look for the educators. Look look at the assistants. Look at the the, the superstars that we have. Um it's an exciting site to be on and you know it's i was with someone yesterday and they said you've built something that's really quite beautiful so which was which was nice to hear um you can check us out on instagram uh, our instagram name is pillarucom someone already took pillaru which upset us a little bit so it's pillarucom and uh, not dot com just com or you can email me at clive c-l-i-v-e at pillaru.com Okay. Well, Clive, it's been fantastic talking to you and uh, I'm sure that this is going to be a huge success um, with, you, you. with you behind it, your team behind it. It's, it's a success that's well-deserved too. So Clive, all right, Pillaru, thank you very much for joining us today on the Grow My Salon Business Podcast. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on, Anthony. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you'll find us at growmysalonbusiness.com or on Facebook and Instagram at growmysalonbusiness. And if you enjoyed tuning into our podcast, make sure that you subscribe, like, and share it with your friends. Until next time, this is Anthony Whitaker wishing you continued success.